Welcome back, everybody. We're here for episode 13, and today we're going to be talking about the Navy Advancement System. Picked this topic because something happened to me uh, in the past week that kind of rocked my world a little bit. I made Senior Chief. So that was something that the Navy Advancement System was always on the list, but it seemed really appropriate with all the results just coming out. Uh, there's a lot of sailors out there that advanced, and there's a lot that didn't. Uh, and then I've gotten a lot of questions from uh, former students of mine that wondered what they can do to improve next time, what they should be studying, how how everything works. Got a bunch of profile sheets emailed to me asking, you know, hey, senior chief, what do we do about this, that, and the other thing? You know, what does this mean? How does this compute? Where do these points come from? And that's what we're going to go over today. It's very, very important that everyone understands how this system works uh, so they can take charge of their own advancement. Um, before we do that, I'm going to ask everybody, if you have any of these questions, I get a lot of questions from ex-students who can contact me directly, but if you have questions about anything at all, please hit us up via Facebook Messenger or send us an email at don'tgiveuptheshippodcast at gmail.com. Highly encourage questions, whatever they happen to be, or feedback on the podcast. If you got a topic you want to hear about or you think I could be doing something better, please let us know uh, and give us that feedback so that we can improve on our process. And with that, I'm going to jump into the history segment. Pick this one selfishly today. It is related to the topic, but I, I picked it selfishly because uh, me putting on this star. I'm going to talk about Super Chiefs and basically the advent of the E8 and E9 pay grades, which weren't always there. They started with Chiefs in 1893, but Super Chiefs didn't come around until much later. Uh, and I'm going to explain all that in the history segment today. So the pay grades of E8 and E9, or Senior Chief and Master Chief, were created effective June 1st, 1958, under a 1958 amendment to the Career Compensation Act of 1949. Eligibility for promotion to E8, the Senior Chief level, was restricted to Chiefs, permanent appointment, with a minimum of four years in grade, while elevation to E9, or Master Chief, required a minimum of six years of service as a chief petty officer with a total of 13 years of service. The E5 through E9 levels included all ratings except Telemann and Printer, which at the time were being phased out of the naval rating structure. People holding those ratings were absorbed or converted to yeoman or radioman from Telemann and primarily to lithographer from Printer. Service-wide examinations for outstanding chiefs were held on August 5, 1958, with the first promotions becoming effective on November 16, 1958. A few months later, a second group of chiefs from the February 1959 examinations were elevated to E8 and E9, effective May 16, 1959. The names of the first two groups of selectees listed in the Bureau of Naval Personnel Notices 1430 of October 17, 1958 and May 20, 1959. It is noted that after the May 1959 elevations, promotions to E9 were through senior chief only. The October 1958 issue of the Navy Times listed 1,060 names that became the first group of chiefs to be promoted to the new Super Chiefs grade. 146 were promoted to Master Chiefs, or E9, and 914 were promoted to Senior Chiefs, or E8, effective 16 November 1958. The 8 June 1959 issue of the Navy Times listed 1,145 names that became the second group of Chiefs to be promoted to the Super Chiefs grade. 151 were promoted to Master Chief, and 994 were promoted to Senior Chief, effective 16 May 1959. Bupers Notice 1430, dated 5 November 1959, published the next group, or the third group, of chiefs to be promoted to super chiefs. 
There were 336 promoted to Master Chief and 2,305 promoted to Senior Chief, effective 15 December 1959. The November 28, 1960 issue of the Navy Times listed 4,051 names that became the fourth group of Super Chiefs come December 16, 1960. 842 went to Master Chief and 3,209 were promoted to Senior Chief. So now that I'm done with that history piece, I'm going to read something called The Star. And this comes from Hospital Corpsman Senior Chief wrote this. But what I want to, I want to read it because it's something that my CMC read my frocking ceremony this past uh, Friday. And I thought it was pretty cool and gives a little kind of perspective on the Senior Chief grade, which I'm not part of. So I'm going to read this too because I thought it was pretty cool. It is the Navy's intent to impress upon you that challenge is good, a great and necessary reality which cannot mar you, which in fact strengthens you. In your future as a senior chief petty officer, you must face each challenge and adversity with the same dignity and good grace you demonstrated to become a chief petty officer. By experience and by performance, you have been this day advanced to senior chief petty officer. More will be expected of you, more will be demanded of you, not because you're an E8, but because you're now a senior chief petty officer. You have not merely been promoted one pay grade, you have joined an exclusive fellowship, and as in all fellowships, you have a special responsibility to your comrades, both junior and senior, even as they have a special responsibility to you. Your new responsibilities and privileges do not appear in print, they have no official standing, they cannot be referred to by name, number, nor file. They have existed steeped in tradition for over a hundred years. It's now required that you continue to be the fountain of wisdom, the ambassador of goodwill, the authority in personal relations, as well as in technical applications. Ask the chief is a household phrase in and out of the Navy. You are now the senior chief, a leader of not just sailors, but chiefs as well. The exalted position you now have achieved and the word exalted is used advisedly exists because of the attitude and performance of the senior chiefs before you. It shall exist only as long as you and your fellow senior chiefs maintain these standards. Your performance has assured us that you will wear the star with the same pride as your comrades in arms before you. We take a deep and sincere pleasure in clasping your hand and accepting you as a senior chief petty officer in the United States Navy. So if parts of this sounds familiar, that's because it is. Uh, it's pulled from the Chief's Creed, which you probably, if you've ever attended a Chief Petty Officer pinning ceremony, you've heard bits and pieces of this, but it was kind of molded into uh, something new to address specifically uh, someone's promotion to Senior Chief. I thought it was really neat that, that this not only existed, but that my CMC went out of his way to read it at our pinning ceremony. And so I wanted to share it all with you as well to give you a little perspective on the Senior Chief Petty Officer grade. Uh, and so now that I'm done tooting my own horn, I guess, we're going to roll right into the topic, which is the Navy Advancement System. And like I said, this is something I wanted to do because it hit home for me. Uh, it hit home for a friend of mine who also made Senior Chief. And then we also promoted a couple of first classes. And it was a very, very great week for everyone involved, including just family members and, and the other staff members and, and the students that got to watch all this happen and wonder what, you know, when's it my turn? What do I got to do to get to where they are and accomplish what they've accomplished? I want to do that. And I saw it on their faces when I when I was talking to them, when the other people that were promoted were talking to the student body, they were all like, yeah, I want to do that. You know, I want to get promoted. Uh, and I saw lots of pictures all over social media of all my friends and just some old students and all, all kinds of people getting promoted. And it's an, it's an awesome experience. You've probably experienced at one point. And if you haven't, you've seen it happen. And I want you to be in that position as well. And so that's why we're going to tackle this topic so that you can get where you want to be and also so that your sailors can get where they want to be. And what I want to talk about specifically is how you 
you control your advancement, not quotas, not tests. You control it. Your rate isn't locked up. Your eval wasn't a conspiracy. You have control over it. And we're going to talk about how you can exercise that control. Uh, the Navy advancement system is a system. It's based on numbers and math. It's a system that's easily understood if junior sailors take the time to research it and to understand it to leverage it for their sailors' advancement. And this is a concern everybody has, whether they plan to make this a career or not. Because who doesn't like money? But also, on top of just promotion and money, we want self-actualization. And I'm going to explain what that is later. It's, it's a literal translation of your hard work paying off, okay? And to ensure that that happens, you need to understand how to make it happen. The first thing I want to talk about is the, the instruction that governs this, right? So Buper's instruction 1430.16 series, all right? Right now, I believe it's on Foxtrot. This is the advancement manual. This is where you should start, just like every topic we've done like this, like evaluations and uniforms, always start with the governing instruction. Uh, it's where you're going to get your most, the most of the information, factual information. It may not always be the most up to date, which we'll get to. Sometimes there's addendums via naval messages and stuff like that. But it's where you're going to get the best information, the most information, and factual information. So always, always start here. Review the advancement manual. Okay, go through it line by line. It will provide you with an incredible amount of information that will reveal to you how the Navy promotes its sailors. Uh, all the way to Master Chief. This isn't just petty officers, okay? Uh, there's a huge knowledge gap here, Navy-wide. Not just with E6 and below. People that are going up for Chief, there's so much tribal knowledge out there. There's so many sailors that rely on this tribal knowledge passed down by some, some salty E4 that's been around for a while, and they know how it goes. They know how things work. And a laughable amount of this tribal knowledge is ridiculous and false, you need to get in this reference. You need to take the time to research this and go through it to get the factual information. Don't go on Facebook or some Facebook group. Don't listen to somebody that told you that it went that way for them. Don't you know? go on some message board and believe all this crap. And there's so many people that do this. And there are people that get up to higher ranks that are doing this. Take the time to go through the reference and get factual information. And then ask questions. There's going to be stuff in there that doesn't make sense. There's going to be stuff that is contrary to what someone told you once. Maybe you experienced something that runs contrary to the advancement manual. Ask questions. Take the time to ask questions. Go to your uh, educational services officer or ESO. Those are the people that are going to be in charge of the advancement exam. Talk to your personnel people, your PSs and YNs, and ask a lot of questions. They know how this stuff works. Your career counselor is also a great resource. Talk to all of them. Ask questions and clarify the information, but be informed. Go out of your way to do this. Uh, read the instructions so that you understand how this stuff works. And this one is very important to you, and it's very important to your sailors. And, and like we always say, there's amplifying instructions. Advancement exams have timelines. They adm are administered twice per year in March and September, with the exception of the Chief's exam, which is conducted in January. And this timeline is released via a NAV admin or a naval message, okay? Review this NAV admin. There is a lot of information in this NAV admin, all the way up to the chief level. And senior chief and master chief, for that matter, there's just no exam attached to those messages. It's very important information, like which evals count towards your performance mark average and the, po the points on your profile sheet for PMA. That's something that a ton of sailors are always like, did I get all my points? Why isn't this correct? Which evals get counted? It tells you. It's in there. The timeline is there. Any evals you got during the period of time listed in the NAV admin count towards your PMA computation. And we'll get into how all that works in a minute. 
There's a lot of other information in there for you chief board eligible sailors that may be listening to this podcast. Get in that message and it tells you everything you need to know or it tells you where to find the information and when your letter to the board is due, which we've passed that deadline, but it tells you when the board convenes, your board number, the address to mail your package to, you know, how to email it, on and on. There's so much information in the NAV admin and it's the most current information for that advancement cycle. So read it. It's very important. Where do you find that? Just like any other NAV admin, you find it on Navy Personnel Command's website. Go to References, Messages, and then NAV Admins, and go find the most current one. So profile sheets, let's talk about it. Everybody looked at their profile sheets after these advancement results came out and were either very happy or disappointed with what they saw. And then everybody's talking about your exam standard score, your final multiple score, and all this other stuff that may be foreign to you and you've probably never heard. And so that's what we're gonna talk about next. So when you're looking at your profile sheet, there are several blocks on it. And the first one you're gonna see is an exam standard score. And this is based on a maximum point value of 80. On all exams, the maximum point value you can get on a Navy Advancement exam is 80. You don't believe me? Look it up. There's a whole bunch of people. I used to have, I've had stories where sailors walked up to me and told me they got a 99 or 100 on the Advancement exam. That's impossible. They are blowing smoke up your respective behinds. The maximum score you can get is an 80. And it's graded on a curve. So what does this mean? It means that you're not simply graded on how many questions you answer correctly, but on how many more you answered correctly than everyone else. So you don't have to get them all right. You just have to be the smartest person in the room. It's graded on a curve, so understand that. When you're looking at your profile sheet, might say you scored in the 99th percentile, but you didn't get every question right if you get an 80. And I know this because I've done it. I've gotten 80s on advancement exams. So I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent right now. Anybody that tells you that it can't be done is lying to you. Because you're graded on a curve, you have to be the smartest person in the room. You can get an 80. If you study very, very hard, take it seriously, and put the work in, you can get an 80. Got an 80 on my E5 exam, got an 80 on my E6 exam. I'm not doing that to, to toot my own horn, I'm just telling you it's reality. And anybody that doubts that, I will email you my profile sheet after I black out my social and name. It's, it's, it happens, and I guarantee I'm not the only one that's done it, so ask around. With that being said, okay, we talked about how you do the exam standard score piece. The next piece is your performance mark average, or your PMA, which I mentioned a little bit earlier. This is converted into a point value based on a formula for each exam pay grade, so E4, E5, and E6. And I'm not, I'm not gonna break those down nitty gritty, uh, but you can view these formulas on the FMS calculation charts available on NKO. If you log in uh, to NKO and go to the advancement section, there's a PDF you can download that shows you the exact formulas. Uh, the formulas in the advancement manual are not updated yet. That advancement manual was signed out in 2007, so they're not accurate, but if you go on NKO, they will show you the new computations, okay? And they give you a lot of other information as well. The next is time and rate, whose formula is also on that chart. Okay, you get a small amount of points based on how long you've been in your current pay grade. Award points are based on a chart available in the advancement manual. It's table three tack one, so take a look at that. Uh, the most common or significant points you'll commonly see are flag letters or admiral's letters, uh, which you get one point and you're limited to two of those. Navy achievement medals, which are two points. Navy commendation medals are three points. So take a look at that chart and make sure that your awards are accurately reflected. Next up is pass and not advanced points or PNA points. Uh, the Navy's gonna award the top 25% in standard score and PMA 
uh, totals PNA points. Uh, and those can accumulate for five cycles. So you're only going to get them for the previous five advancement cycles. If you go longer than that, they're going to start dropping off and you're going to use the most current five. Finally, education points. If you have an education, if you have an associate's degree, you'll get two points for that and four points for your bachelor's degree. Now this computation of a final multiple score might seem really confusing. We've gone through all this stuff where I've, I've broken it down and to do it all yourself, it might seem very confusing. Uh, there's an app for that. Good thing the Navy got ahead of this and there is an app for that. Get on the App Store or the Android Store or whatever on your phone and search for FMS Calculator. Uh, you can literally go in there and calculate all this, put in there that you got an MP or that, and that you got this and the other thing, what your score was, and it will compute all this for you with the most current versions of the formulas to compute all these point values based on service and pay grade and uh, your MPEP evals or whatever scores that you have. And it'll do all the math for you and let you know what these point values are. So download that. It is a very useful tool with really great information on it to make this process easy for you. So when you sit down at your exam, and a lot of commands do it previously, I've seen it done both ways, you're gonna sign a cover sheet. Your cover sheet has all your information on it. It's gonna have all this stuff on there with the exception of your standard score. If you don't understand this process, you cannot verify this information, and then when you see your profile sheet, it can be incorrect. If you don't understand this at all, you're not even gonna know your profile sheet is incorrect. So why is that important? Because I've seen people whose profile sheets were incorrect, which means their final multiple score did not exceed the required final multiple score to get advanced, but it would've if all their totals were accurate, if all their award points were accounted for, if they used all the right evals to compute the score for their PMA. And I've literally sat down, done the computations on someone's profile sheet, realized there were points missing, and that got them advanced. And you do a correction letter, and, you, and they put on second class, or they put on third class when they didn't think they were supposed to. So it's very important that you understand for yourselves and for the people that work for you that bring them their, your profile sheet uh, and they're like, you know, CS2 or, or, or ET2, like, what what happened? What can I do? Is there anything I can do? Especially when you see the ones that miss it by one point or half a point. Check all the math. That's the first thing you should be doing is validating their profile sheet for them and making sure nothing got missed. Now that we've run through, okay, I've, I've kind of plowed through all these details. We've went through all the numbers. And I encourage you, again, get in these instructions. There's more information than what I covered, and there's a lot more detail to it. Uh, and I also encourage you to print out that FMS chart, the final multiple score sheet that has all those math formulas on it, and compute all the math on your profile sheet as practice so that when you're sitting down with Seaman Timmy, you're confident in doing so and you know how to do it so that you can validate their sheets. But now that we've gotten through all that information, you know where to find it and you understand it, what does it all mean? Is this, like, am I sitting here talking about this because I want everybody to put on another Chevron and get paid? Sure I do. But there's more to it than that. Why Why is this important? I want to talk about your control over your advancement because this is why, this is really why this is a topic I wanted to tackle. Every time I talk to junior sailors about this, I feel like they're under the impression a fairy sprinkles magic advancement dust over the exams in Pensacola and wherever it happens to land, those sailors advance. That's how little a lot of these sailors know about their own advancement. I feel like we really need to get this together. We really need to take the time to train them on this stuff because if you go back to the FMS calculation sheet that I was just talking about, the maximum points allowed for E4 and E5 is 177. Okay, that's the maximum FMS. E6, 230. E7 is 200. That's 45% for E4 and E5. That's how much of your 
Final multiple score is your exam score. 35% for E6, 40% for chief. Now that that's the percentage that your exam score counts, 45%, 35%, 40%. Let's move on to evals or PMA. That's 36% for E4 and E5, 50% for E6, 60% for E7. Add that up. 81%, 85%, and 100%. That's how much control you have over your advancement. So when you have these conversations with sailors and they're saying that they have no control, you hear excuses and excuses from sailors. They just come up with all these crazy reasons why they didn't advance and they blame it on things that they have no control over. It's a popularity contest. My rate's locked up. The exam's too hard or it's not applicable or whatever. Like, stop it. You have control over your advancement and I just demonstrated that to you. You have 81% personal individual control over your advancement when you're an E4 and E5 or when that's when that's a grade you're testing for 85% when you're testing for E6 and 100% when you're going up to try to make the Chiefs board to try to become board eligible as, a, as an E6 that's how much control you have over your advancement like you have the most control over your exam score and this is what kills me is when I get a profile sheet from a disgruntled sailor and they cut like a 50 on the exam right? Study more. You left 30 points on the table. And I'm not saying you're not trying. Okay. Don't, don't get me wrong. And I, and I'm saying somebody that cuts some kind of like a 50 is not studying at all, but you're not studying effectively if you're leaving 30 points on the table and you need to find out why take the time to understand why one of the ways you can do this, show your profile sheet to a subject matter expert, like your chief or your LPO and look at the percentages at the bottom. It breaks it down by category, by the subtopics, and it will show you where you tested well and where you didn't. Print out the next bibliography, focus on those areas, but study everything on that bibliography and knock it out of the park next time. And if you didn't make rank off this March exam, you should already be studying. When that, the day that list came out, that's how I cut an 80 on exams. I got mad. I got mad that I didn't advance and I could have. I did the math and I had a chief tell me, what the heck did you do? Why did, you're an idiot. Why did you not take this seriously? You could have advanced to first class in your first try. I was studying from that day until I took the next test and I smoked it and cut an 80. Okay, so this is in your control and that's what you have the most control over. You can study every day, even if it's just a little bit. You can ask each other questions, you can get in a reference, you can put your hands on a piece of equipment, whatever. You can do this every single day, and it's and it has an immediate and direct impact on your advancement. That's what you have the most control over. And then you have a ton of control over your evaluations, and I'm not going to belabor the point about evals because you can go back to episodes and listen to the eval episode, but you have control over that. It takes longer than a few months like studying does it to have the impact, but if you put in the work, the EPs are going to come. Like I guarantee it, and it has a big impact on who gets advanced and who doesn't. So take that seriously as well. And it adds up to almost everything. Just like I, I, again, the percentages, 81%, 85%, and 100%. Let that sink in for a minute. Let that sink in. Go look at this chart. That's how much control you have over your advancement. So now do the real math. Now do the real math, because this is why it matters. How important is it to you? How important is it to you? Like, how important is it to you and your sailors that you understand this process? Go ask them what's important to them. And then what's ask yourself, what's important to you? And like I mentioned at the beginning, self-actualization. Self-actualization. They may not be able to understand it or articulate it in those words, but look up Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's not an original idea. And right at the very tippy top is self-actualization. Understand what your charges need. 
and that they they don't need necessarily money or rank, but they do need self-actualization. They need to feel valued. And we've talked about that before, and that's what that is. It's it's kind of like a manifestation of their value, like a, a visual and like physical and tangible representation of it. And they need that. They need to feel validated. They need to feel valued. They need to feel like all the work they put in meant something. And that's what this does for them. That's what a promotion will do. And they need that. And so do you. It's conclusion time. And, and I'm going to hit these points real quick. But I want to get to the closing because I want to keep talking about this. So this, we talked about the system and the instructions that govern it. Get in those instructions so that you can understand the system because it's too important not to understand. Uh, and it sounds similar about what I talked about with evals. And that's because these two are intrinsically linked to advancement. They're a huge deal to your sailors. We broke down the formula that adds up to your advancement, the final multiple score. If you understand that chart, print it out, pin it to the bulletin board on your desk, laminate it to the bulkhead on the ship, do whatever you gotta do, but you understand it and you make sure they understand it. And then we talked about why it's important to understand it. An EV advancement system is just a system. It's based on numbers and math. And it, it's a system that's very easy to understand if you take the time to do the research so that you can understand it and leverage it for yourself and for your sailor's advancement. And this is something that's too important not to understand. It, like Again, it's not just how you get a shiny patch or a star on your anchor and some money in your pocket. I mean, it, it, that's a result of it. Because sailors build this thing up in their minds like they put so much stock in it that sometimes and sometimes you'll see people literally like tie part of their identity to it and that's what self-actualization is that's the power that it has they assign personal value to this thing it's that important to them it's that important to you and them and it's that important to me like i love saying it's not like i really do i like to try to take some high road and try to be selfless and say that as a chief and a leader that it's not about me and rank doesn't matter and it's not important and one of the sayings that i toss around when i talk about it uh is i've never needed a star to get anything done and i don't need one now you know and and, and then i got one and it's true like i, I didn't need it to get it done but I, it feels good. It feels really good. Uh, it feels like all the things I did leading up to this point were were correct and had value. And, and the validation, while it's not necessary for me to continue doing these things, it feels incredible and it's motivating. Uh, it'll push me to do even more. Uh, it'll open doors for me to do more. It'll give me platforms to do more. And while I've never needed a star to get anything done, I do need one to affect more sailors at a higher level as a chief of the boat on a submarine, which is is my goal. It's a literal prerequisite for me to do that. Uh, and, and that's what I intend to do. That's what I intend to do with this accomplishment. Uh, I, could I have retired a chief and still made a huge impact on junior sailors? Absolutely. And, and I feel like that's what would have happened had I not picked up this promotion. But uh, I've always intended to be a CMC. And to get there, I needed to get promoted so that I could get into the position as a chief of the boat so that I can elevate my scope of impact, my, my scope of responsibility, so that I can continue to have a, the most positive impact on the junior sailors that I'm charged with leading as I possibly can. For me, that's my self-actualization. That's, that's me getting to that point as a leader is what I need in that department. Uh, and to say that I don't need it is foolish. So I, I really want everybody to understand that it's not just a pay grade. It's not, I don't care what anyone tells you, it's not just a pay grade. It's the ultimate validation. It's the ultimate 
reassurance that that person and the contributions they've made have value. And it's really important that you realize that you as the listener is the end user of this product that I put out every week and of the Navy advancement system. It's incredibly important that you understand that the impact this has is goes far beyond a patch on someone's collar, a pin on someone's lapel or a slight pay bump. That's all I've got for this week's topic. I, I hope it helped clarify some things. Uh, I know this is another one of those controversial ones. Um, if you have questions about anything, I really just encourage everyone, if you got those questions, hit us up on Facebook Messenger or via email at don'tgiveuptheshippodcast at gmail.com and we'll talk through it all. Um, We'll go over it and clarify whatever questions that you have. Uh, If I don't know, I'll look it up or I will find out for you, but I will get back to you immediately and let you know. And then if it's an issue everybody's dealing with, we'll get it on the podcast and we'll talk about it. So please hit us up if you've got those questions. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I really, really, really hope that this provided something for someone and I'm going to keep doing it and keep doing it because I've gotten feedback from at least a few that it is. And if that's all that I get to, then I'm doing something. Thank you guys so much for listening. Keep doing what you're doing out there. You're doing a great job and don't give up the ship. Now, this computation of a final multiple score might seem really confusing. We've gone through all this stuff where I've, I've broken it down, uh, and, and to do it all yourself, it might seem very confusing. Uh, there's an app for that. Good thing the Navy got ahead of this, and there is an app for that. Get on the App Store or the Android Store or whatever on your phone and search for FMS Calculator. Uh, you can literally go in there and calculate all this, put in there that you got an MP or that, and that you got this and the other thing, what your score was. And it will compute all this for you with the most current versions of the formulas to compute all these point values based on service and pay grade and uh, your MPEP evals or whatever scores that you have. And it'll do all the math for you and let you know what these point values are. So download that. It is a very useful tool with really great information on it to make this process easy for you.